today we do not have Stephen with us as he is doing family things, but we do have Greg. So hello. How, how have you been, Greg? I've not been too bad. It's been nice to be able to do things again. Things opening up here in the UK, which has been nice. Obviously, it's summertime, and it was the perfect day to go to the wizard exhibition. Yeah, so you got to experience that early. It opens officially on July 12th, and we're actually going to drop this episode the day it opens so that us people that are not in the London area can hear all about it. So why don't you talk about how you got to experience this early? So I I did some work with the wizarding... What they the Wizarding fan page, I always get this wrong, the Harry Potter fan club, that company, I did some work for them uh, last year, actually, during lockdown when they did their Harry Potter at home. So they very kindly gifted me Wizarding Gold for another year. And as part of that, they do these really spontaneous drops of tickets to things that you can get to early. Um, I actually only spotted it because someone else on Instagram uh, who I follow, he he posted, oh, I've got preview tickets. And I thought, oh, okay, well, how's that happened? Um, and he showed a little screenshot of the app. So I rushed onto the app and managed to get tickets. But I think they only had 300 tickets, but you could bring a guest. So 600 people in total, I think, could go. And crazy lucky enough to get them. But I had already booked tickets because they, they released the official tickets so I'm actually going on Monday as well. <laughs> <laughs> well that's kind of exciting. So, I mean, Stephen did the yeah. same thing for the Harry Potter New York store. He went to a premiere yeah. day and then opening day. Yeah. And well, like, normally with these kind of things, they do the preview tickets first, but they did it the other way around. So I kind of wasn't expecting to get the preview tickets. And then it just happened that way. So yeah, I was lucky enough to go on Wednesday. And then, yeah, again, well, it will be today when this airs, I will be there again. That's so exciting. So tell us a little bit about what it is. There hasn't been, like, I've searched the internet. We have, like, some vague information, but there really isn't any specifics on what this exhibit is. Yeah, uh, definitely agree with that because it's, it's popped up so quickly. I mean, I think the turnaround has been about a month since they launched the actual Instagram account for it they started putting promos out videos tagging people all that kind of stuff so the best way I think to describe it and it probably doesn't sound good when I say it but it is almost like a exhibition at a museum in terms of they have the photos up on the walls they have lots of the little signs that have what the title of a scene is and the people that are in the scene that kind of thing but it takes you on a journey through some of the obviously the popular places in the wizarding world starting from harry at private drive under the stairs it takes you through diagon alley you of course go to hogwarts and along the way there is photo opportunities which are really cool and there's also a lot of videos quite similar to the videos that they have at the studio tour where they explain things about what you're seeing so they filmed all these brand new videos which were really interesting to listen to and as well as that they have photo opportunities where you can get your phone out and take a selfie do some really fun things 
but they also have a few pictures where you can get your proper pitch taken against the green screen and they can put you in some scenes which you can buy so that was really fun and of course which i think everyone is most excited for you get to the end and you have the butterbeer cafe (laughs) (laughs) which was incredible how they've created it was really interesting it's a really fun space and they have a lot of new different desserts that are different ones that they have at the tour so that was all really interesting to see and of course you get butterbeer and then it has a little gift shop and that's kind of the whole of the experience but it all takes place underground because it's in common garden which is very famous for having shops above street level but also having a lot of stuff below street level as well so it was just a really cool experience a kind of a whistle stop tour I'd say of the Whistling world about how long would you say someone would need to experience everything me and Hannah were going around and Hannah was taking pictures for Instagram that sort of thing so we probably were there a lot longer than you would be but I definitely say an hour and a half to two hours that that kind of time I think it depends on how much you enjoy seeing all the things obviously with these kind of events but I think you need the time to really look at the pictures experience all of it and I definitely say yeah up to two hours definitely okay so you mentioned where it's located I'm I'm making this assumption so if I'm wrong feel free to correct, correct me is there anything else nearby that like the Harry Potter fan would be able to do this and then go see some other things within the same vicinity? Yeah, so Covent Garden is quite next to uh, Oxford Street. So if they wanted to visit the Primark shop, which is then very close to Leicester Square, which is where the Cursed Child Theatre is. So if you want to have a look there, the Noble Collection Shop is also nearby. And it is really a quick tube to even some of the film locations from the series so I know that the market where Hagrid and Harry walk through in Philosopher's Stone you can walk through there that's very close and it isn't central so it's not a really hard place to get to and I mean if you did manage to get tickets for the morning there is no reason you then couldn't get to Watford Junction and then get a bus to the tour as well everything is very close together which is it's fantastic for a day out, I think. One of the things is because New York got the Butterbeer Bar within the last few months. And yeah. the U.S. did not have the vegan Butterbeer. But if I remember correctly, the studio tour had had it previously. Yes. Is the Butterbeer Bar similar to the one at the studio tour? So I think in terms of appearance, it's very different because the one at the tour is very much just a, a chill out space you've you're halfway through a tour they just want you to kind of relax and get some energy whereas with this bar they've gone all out they want it to be a real place to to go and I'm not sure how many pictures they have released but they have these incredible it looks like you're sitting in a barrel and I think it's the closest thing to the Hufflepuff common room we would ever get it's really cool and it has a real 70s English pub kind of aesthetic. There's lots of coloured glass going around the top of the boards around where you pay. There's lots of different coloured woods. They have a really cool copper, 
almost like a booth that you can sit in that has these lights flowing up and down it is really interesting how they've captured it and obviously you have like you mentioned the new york one i think people were thinking how similar it was going to be but they are really different and it does create a really interesting place to chill out once you have read everything and gone through the whole experience and as well the fact that it is underground but it still feels really light it's quite interesting but the vegan butterbeer again like you said is one that we have had and i'm not sure if it is the same it's I, th- I think it's slightly different to the one they serve at the tour which has the cream on on the top whereas this one's more of the like a, a soda or a fizzy drink yes. but we did learn a tip where if you do if you, apparently if you pour and lift up the glass uh, that you're pouring from which you're not meant to do if you ever serve drinks but you do with this you do get a lot of bubbles i i saw one of the pictures of the butterbeer bar and as a Lord of the Rings fan, I was like, oh, it's like a hobbit hole, which in my head has always been what the Hufflepuff common room looks like. I just yes. always associated Hufflepuffs were pretty much like hobbits. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the Hufflepuff, the Hufflepuff common room is something we're never, ever going to get to see. So it was like the closest thing we will ever get to see to it. But it was just so, it's so cozy. And I absolutely love the barrels that make these booths, which are perfect for probably about, three or four people to fit into and it is amazing how they've taken I'm not really sure what the space was before I don't know if it was occupied or unoccupied or what what it was but the way that they've transformed it is really interesting and creating such a warm space even though you are inside and underground but it is a really it's just really nice and relaxing to have that at the end and you know that it's coming so you go through the whole experience and yeah it's great to have that at the end I know I've seen the new label for the Butterbeer. Do you guys also get the Makuza label or is that something specific to New York? I believe that that is just a New York one, which makes a lot of sense, obviously being in the New York, the New York bar. Um, But I know of all the packaging, they have kept it, I think the same in the bottles that you buy. But I know at the tour, you can still get the old tankards, which have the old logo, which is like the kind of green logo with the, I think it's kind of like yellow writing across yeah. it. They, I think they've kept that at the tour. And I'm not sure about Wizarding World. I don't know if they've, in Orlando, I don't know if they've changed it there. They have not But it's quite nice it to yet. have these. Okay. I, I don't know if they will switch. It's, I don't. I quite like, I like both of them for different yeah. reasons, I think. I don't see them switching unless they decide to offer the bottled, which I don't see them offering glass at an amusement park. No. And that's the other thing um, with them is they are really nice, but at the end of the day, you're buying lots of bottles of them. And sometimes I wish you could just refill it up. (laughs) Yeah. Can you get access to the Butterbeer Bar without doing the tour? I don't think so because... That was one thing me and my friends actually spoke about because it is one of the last areas and then you go through the gift shop and then you come back to street level. So you come back up into Covent Garden. We did wonder, you know, how could they do it so you could go to the bar? But I think they want to make it part of the experience and they want you to go through the whole journey and then have that at the end. So I know a lot of people will maybe be slightly disappointed that you can't just go to the bar but I think it's good the fact that you can just get butterbeer whenever you want you can order it from the tour website 
yeah it's not an exclusive just to the event so it's more of the experience of being in that bar rather than tasting the butterbeer itself what is the gift shop like is it a lot of offerings or is it just like your little mini museum type gift shop i'd say it's more like a museum type of shop it was good that they had a section for each hogwarts house they haven't they haven't just pushed ravenclaw and hufflepuff into the corner every house is represented very well and they had all the new collector ones which was interesting because we hadn't with with lockdown and everything we had actually seen all of them up close we'd only ever seen the pictures of them uh, and i bought a couple just straight from the website so it's really nice to see all of those and they did have a section which is the exclusive butterbeer merch which was tea towels key rings uh bottle openers enormous glasses which Hannah got some of them and she said they're fantastic for getting a real good beer in they look <laughs> fantastic as well they have all the branding on you know the Mina Lima logo and it was a really cool section to see they do also have all this stuff at the studio tour as well they do have a butterfly section there so it's not exclusive just to the exhibition but it's nice to see that they are you know constantly bringing out new merch and interesting things that lots of fans are very happy to have are there any exclusive merch pieces i know new york has some pins that are exclusive to new york yeah i did see one i think it was actually on instagram there was a a little butterbeer one that was exclusive to new york and i didn't actually see it in the shop and i don't remember seeing it at the tour either so i'm i'm not sure whether they have created stuff exclusive for the event there wasn't any exclusive stuff about the exhibition there wasn't any guides or magnets or pins anything like that exclusive to the exhibition so i think it probably is a shop mm-hmm. off the back of what is at the studio tour that's actually really interesting cuz i feel like they always try to have like something exclusive to each experience and not even to have like yeah. something very even just like one little simple like pin that has the name of the location yeah. on it yeah and i thought with with there being the, the bar in new york and now having the bar here maybe they would make different ones so you could collect each different bar that you go to because the pin that i saw which had the the paintwork uh, the sort of stained glass effect actually looked like the pub here so I thought why haven't they brought that over here and maybe the New York one would be different I don't know maybe they have a plan to do that in the future I like that idea Possibly. I would like I would collect a pin from every location yeah and and, and I don't collect pins so yeah that's that's how you start and then you get into it that's a problem I'll leave that to Stephen yeah but I, I completely agree that it'd be nice because it's not you're not just going there and it's another shop it it's the fact of being in the bar it's an experience you've had a drink there and it would be nice to commemorate that I think with different pins yeah what was your favorite part of the whole tour outside the butterbeer bar Ooh, good question I think my favorite part would have to be some of the photo opportunities they have so when you walk in they have these string of letters which of course is harry receiving them at privet drive and as you go down the stairs 
they have this enormous welcome letter to Hogwarts, which is pretty impressive. That was that was such a great place to get a picture. And what's really good as well is whoever's designed it has thought about selfie opportunities, having your photo taken. So they've aimed the lights actually towards you as you have the picture taken, which is really good. Nice. I know at the studio tour, some of the lighting isn't always the best for pictures. And you end up looking either immensely bright or the background is so dark. So they have really thought about it. But I think it's the details that have gone into just the overall design, which have made, kind of were my favorite things to pick out. So a lot of the design work has these almost like raw iron gates behind it. And they have individually designed each one to reflect the section of the tour that they represent. So the Diagon Alley section has signs from Diagon Alley. Uh, Hogwarts has Hogwarts sort of sigils and things in it. It's just really interesting to see how they've done it. The, I know you've gone to most of the Harry Potter things across the world. I know you've been to Universal, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I know you have not been to Harry Potter New York store yet because of everything going on. I'm sure you'll yeah, get there yet. eventually. Do yes. you think it is worth the trip for people that are not within you know like a two-hour radius to make the trip to go out and see this exhibit I think it is it's just when we were there they had some of the people who'd orchestrated already put this thing together and they were asking what do you think makes this different and I think it's nice to have a whistle-stop tour of the Wizarding World but the details that even you don't see at the tour. They had set pictures that I'd never seen before. They had pictures of Diagon Alley, which is obviously a theme park. It is at the studio tour, but they had pictures of details that I have never seen. And that was from someone who's got a lot of the collector books that have mundane pictures throughout them. It was really nice to see stuff that we hadn't seen before. And behind the scenes photos was really interesting of Tom Felton, the trio, and how they were interacting with directors, all those kind of things. They had one of Voldemort's cloaks, which was very cool to see, and one of Hermione's full outfits. And I would say it's very different to the theme park or the studio tour for me. I felt it was different, but I think some people will come away from it and they'll really love it. And some people will think, oh, you know, it's quite short. So I would keep that in mind. I, I probably wouldn't tell people from abroad to come to England just to see that exhibition. But it would be, I think it would be a great addition if you are going to the tour or you are going to go and see this as well to do everything together. I think it just depends where you're coming from. For me, 45 minutes on a train I'd happily go and see it. Yeah. But traveling, maybe even if you were coming down from Scotland, which can take you five or six hours just for that event, I don't know if it'd be overly worth it. So more so if you're partnering it with other things to see, it's a good add-on, yeah. but not for by itself. Yeah, I don't think so. But then I'd also say it's really good because it is only two hours. There's no reason that it can be part of a day in London. Yeah. You know, if if you are with people who might not particularly enjoy all of Harry Potter 
it's great it's two hours and you can go and do other stuff or if you wanted to go by yourself that would be perfect it's one of those experiences you can do by yourself because it's more of a gallery experience and it's two hours and then you have the rest of the day so I think it is a good add-on like like you said that's good to know and I believe you are creating a video about your experience there that you will be releasing yes so what is today today's Saturday and it's actually going live today and it's I wanted to I was quite conscious to make it not a complete walkthrough video I know some people absolutely love those but I still want to keep a bit of the excitement there so it's more of a vlog uh, it's only nine minutes it's not very long but it's got a few videos of getting to London my day after going to the tour and I kind of just didn't want to talk over it I've given little bits of information, but it's just lots of panning shots to show you exactly what's inside. So as of today, people can go over to YouTube to watch that. And then since you will be back there, do you have any plans to share when you're back there with your audience outside the video? Yeah, I think on the preview, I just consciously understand that some people have got tickets for the Monday and I think that Monday will be when they really release the whole experience online and what you can expect and I think on Monday they will also have a lot of huge fans going so I didn't want to spoil it too much so Monday definitely I will be probably not going live but definitely sharing a lot more pictures a lot more scenes from the little tour and also probably a few images of what you can expect in the gift shop all right so we'll definitely have people head over there because by the time this release it's already almost evening for you yeah so well that would be that would be the perfect time hopefully everything will be posted i will have lots of fun little details for everyone to see yes so everyone should head over to at the greg who lived on the gram and i believe that's also your youtube id right yeah, that, yeah, that's the one. Okay, so veering a little out of the subject of the exhibit, we now have this exhibit. We now have the Harry Potter New York tour. We now, not tour, but the store. We now have, we are aware of a quiz show that's being created. What do you think comes next for the Wizarding World? And do you want to see more? Or are that's we starting really to good. get inundated by too much? I think what's been special about I think with with each new thing that's coming out is for a reason. I think the I I do believe that Fantastic Beasts was partly created to give Americans a taste of the Wizarding World. That you know they're a huge audience; they've really fallen in love with it. And I do think a lot of the content has always been tailored towards people in the UK because that's where it's grown from. So I think the New York store is perfect for giving the American audience somewhere special to go. Also. Us Brits love going to New York anyway, so it's another place that we can visit while we're there, an an extra destination. And I believe that this exhibition was put together to mark 20 years since the first film came out. So I believe it has a reason and it has a nice, I guess, commemorative aspect to it. I do think we've even seen it with companies who I've not always had the best experience with who are churning out a lot of product trying to make new things that people feel like they need to own and I do think there is a danger of having too much 
we all love Harry Potter. That is, you know, understatement of the year. But I do think there comes a there is a line where you go from creating really quality experiences and things and then just generating stuff because you know it's going to make money. So I think there are I think there are things that they can still do. I'm hoping that there are things they can still do. And I hope that they really think about what they're going to make. But I know that this quiz show is very exciting. I wish that they did it in the UK because I would love to be on it. And I did actually get asked if I could be on it, but I had to live in America, which I sadly don't. (laughs) (laughs) So that was very unfortunate. But, you know, I think as long as people still enjoy it with it's been a hard time with obviously the comments made by the author and how it's affected people's appreciation for the series but I think we've kind of come out the other side and people are still really enjoying it so I think as long as they make things that people enjoy I don't think we can complain with that I agree and we do have rumored that there will be another part of the new universal theme park that will incorporate the wizarding world in some aspect so we have that to look forward to because they just restarted construction after being on hold from COVID Oh, yeah. I, I did see the, um, I always love it when they come out with these illustrations, these kind of graphic illustrations of what the park's going to look like. And people zoom in to like 1400%. And they managed to find that it was the Ministry of Magic. And you think, how have you done that? I love you for doing it, but how have you <laughs> managed it? So I, I think I would be really excited to see what they are coming up with. And I mean, I, I loved all of the rides at Universal. When we were there, we didn't get to do the hag ride so obviously one day i'm gonna have to go back but it's nice to see they do get the actors to replay their roles and to make more orlando is next year that is the perfect time i might just have to hop on a plane over (laughs) (laughs) come over and visit and have just a wonderful time as i always do in the wizarding world you get to do two events i'm sure everyone that you know over here will make sure to be there if you arrive I'll have to see. I would obviously <laughs> love it. I've always loved the times that I have visited America and, and done these kind of events. They've always been really fun and engaging. So who knows? Fingers crossed. Definitely. Let's hope the world stays as safe as it, it kind of is getting. <laughs> yes, please. So what's been going on for you? What plans do you have for your channel or for you in general? So I am friends with, well, I'm friends with both of, they're called the Tipsy Wizards. Uh, which is Shelby and Savannah. But from meeting Savannah in, I met her in MikiCon in Boston, which was 2019, because last year doesn't count. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I will make that statement. Yes, last year doesn't count. Yes, really hit it off. And I kind of explained to her, I've always wanted to do Halloween in America. We have it here in the UK, but it's not, it's completely not the same. And she said, well, come over they love Halloween her and her husband Adam and they said come over so that was scheduled for last year unfortunately the world fell apart so this year I have rebooked and I should be fingers crossed touch wood everything goes ahead we should be going I should be going in October the beginning of October and I'm actually staying for a whole month and within that time I am hoping to visit the New York store I hope that so, works yeah. out for you. Yeah, it's obviously very touch and go at the minute. Who who knows? 
but something to keep in mind and be manifesting and hoping it 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 comes to fruition but we shall see but in terms of youtube it's i think when i spoke last time to yourself and steven i kind of mentioned how it was getting me through and it's kind of the same thing things have opened up a little bit here a bit more you can see friends which is really nice i think the thing that i was missing the most but youtube's just been a fun little hobby it is creative it gives me an outlet which is quite nice and it does help me show new products which is always interesting so i've really enjoyed that the cosplays are still happening still going i've got one very special one for halloween which i'm very excited for uh as usual we're just trying to create something quite horrible for halloween <laughs> <laughs> from the wizarding world so that theme is continuing but yeah it's been really nice to after the year that we've had this has kind of been a constant the wizarding world instagram youtube the people that i've connected with just keeping it going and having some light relief when needed no i definitely get that i was just talking to someone recently how like the online community is what kept a lot of us going because it wasn't an extra chore for us to reach out because that's just how we've already known each other whereas with your friends that you were used to seeing in person you're like oh, I haven't talked to them because that was just not your normal means of con- communication with them. You're like, oh, I have to actually like yeah. text or call because we don't just bump into each other. Yeah. And I found it really hard because like one of my best friends, Hannah, she lives around the corner. And when you're told you can't see someone that you hang out with, you know, every other week or a weekend here, weekend there, it's quite difficult because you realize that that's a lot of the face on interaction that you get but I found the opposite with people on online like Savannah you know we would speak every couple of months on a FaceTime or indefinitely through Instagram DMs or that kind of thing I actually found I talked to people abroad a lot more which was was quite nice I think I like that and I definitely have grown some of those online friendships over this past year yeah definitely so on cosplay, did anyone cosplay when you guys did the preview? And do you think anyone would cosplay for the opening of the ex- exhibit? Or is it just not that type of venue? I think of all Harry Potter venues, you can, I think you had the liberty to do it if you want to. You're always going to have people that are going to stare at you. So let them stare. They can do what they want. <laughs> um, it. It is a really good place. It's not so much like the studio tour or the theme park, which is ideal for photos because you have that backdrop of Diagon Alley. You have Hogwarts right behind you. So the photo experiences, I think, are different, I'd say. But me and Hannah had an opportunity to dress up. So we actually went as 1940s Hogwarts looks. So I had some very big trousers. Hannah had a tartan skirt. So I obviously going in rainclaw colours. She went in Hufflepuff colours. And the people there loved it. So on Monday, we had slightly paired back outfit choices, but in our house colours, of course. So I will be repping blue with a star shirt, which I made, because that's exactly how I imagine the rainclaw common room. And Hannah is going for a very yellow Hufflepuff bright outfit. But I think you can dress up with these things. It really is up to you. It's it's fun. 
you know if it was a real art gallery I would advise you probably not maybe dress up <laughs> casual or smart casual but with this the people who are there to speak to you give you behind the scenes facts all those sorts of bits they love it they encourage it and you never feel when you're walking around uncomfortable which I always love about the theme park especially because it's so immersive and especially at the tour because the people there love it so I think it really is up to you but will people be dressed up on Monday quite possibly I don't know who is going on Monday I've got a few Harry Potter friends on Instagram that we booked to go and a lot of us are dressing up so we shall see I hope people do because I think it always makes things a lot more fun we're excited to see the pictures of what you guys have come up with what is Hannah's Instagram name so people can also follow her so Hannah is the Weezing Weasley and she normally has these fantastic outfits of her rocking many a hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything else you would like to say about the exhibit or anything that you would like to promote for yourself? I think about the exhibit, I would really, I understand it for a lot of people, it, you know, right now especially, the UK might not be letting everyone in due to COVID and all these problems. But I would definitely book it as an experience to be part of a day in London or to also go to the tour on the same day. I think it really does showcase the whole of the series. I think it's a really fun experience. The production of it is fantastic. And I think people will really enjoy it. I would say if people do want a taste of it, definitely check out my little blog video. As I say, it's only nine minutes it's not a huge vlog because I know some of those are very intensive a lot of it isn't me looking at the camera it's just panning shots and up close shots which I think a lot of people really enjoy so I think if you want a taste of it definitely check out the video and then hopefully fingers crossed in the future you can book your very own tickets hopefully so I may have spent yesterday planning out my future UK trip because I'm getting exciting hearing about all these things that I have not done. But Definitely. And, and I think, like you kind of said earlier, it's fantastic. They are generating new stuff. The fear that I had and the reason that I started my Instagram account is because the last film came out and I thought that was it. And it's amazing to see that the love is for the series, the characters is still going. And I think there will always be new things happening. So we would be very excited to have you here. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we, you know, we like to shout out people. Is there anyone else you would like to shout out? Oh, I always love this. I think I would, I would really like to shout out. Going off the theme we spoke earlier of keeping in contact with people around the world. I think some of the main people that have really kept me going is Michael and Haley who are fantastic cosplayers, who is the Wizard Taylor and Hobbit Party. They are brilliant. They do Wizarding World. They do a lot of other fandoms, including Marvel, The Hobbit, all those kind of things. And they are fantastic at what they do. The Tipsy Wizards, who are Shelby and Savannah, they create magical cocktails and a lot of fun content, all to do with magic and the Wizarding World. And most recently, Shadow and Bone, 
because Savannah is a big fan. And also just one more to another friend who we met at LeakyCon, who is Paladin Jim, who was actually a paladin off of the quest, which has just started its second series, apparently. And he also is fantastically magical and has just kept me going. So yeah, very special people. Yes, and we love all those people. I was scrolling through the gram the other day, yesterday, and Michael's Merlin popped up and I was like, oh, it's Michael. And then I realized it was actually the sewing machine, the genome or genomi, however you say it. I posted his photo and I think that Merlin is fabulous. What they do is just incredible. And, And actually, before me and Hannah even went to Florida, we were quite shy about having our picture taken, about having people wait for us while we get a picture taken because we're very British. We're very, no, 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 you know, you do, we don't want to cause the trouble. And they were the ones that said, you, you know, you pay the same amount of money as everyone here. Take your time to get a picture. The picture is worth a thousand memories looking at it. Take your time. And they gave us the confidence, the boost. Haley is the biggest mood boost you could ever need. And Michael just inspires us completely with the things that he makes. He's always willing to share. He's not one of these people that will gatekeep anything. They're so open and friendly. And yeah, they really have inspired me and Hannah to get making. I just keep busy. People that want to check out the exhibition, their Instagram is at Harry Potter on location, which kind of was a little tricky to find at first. Yeah, a little bit. But luckily, they do have the blue tick and it is one of the first things to come up. So it should make it a little bit easier. Okay. Well, and then the closeout, where can we find you? So you can find me on mainly Instagram, where I do a lot of fun polls and content and reviews at The Greg Who Lived. And you can also find me on YouTube, the same tag as well, The Greg Who Lived. And I'm also on TikTok. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Greg, and being willing to have this conversation at a very last minute scheduling. No, I've absolutely loved it. It's always fantastic to talk about the wizarding world. It's never a chore.